at first uh, I moved to to Australia to learn English. Okay, cool. Yeah, I came here to study English. Uh, I remember uh, I did some like English courses back back in Brazil, and I thought I could speak English, mate. When I got here, no, I I went to Macca's and I couldn't order a Big Mac. You know. <laughs> Welcome to All Things Coffee. I'm your host, Alex McKendrick, and today we have Melbourne flagship manager, Raph Lopez. Welcome. Hey, how are you, Alex? Mate, it's super cool to be down here in Melbourne with you in our little makeshift studio. It's kind of weird calling you Raph Lopez. Yeah, it is, right? I've always just known you as Raph. It's such an iconic name in our business and in at campus. It's just to put a last name on it, it kind of feels weird. It does. Um. <laughs> Well, Raf, you know, we're, we're here on the podcast. We always like to ask people how they got into coffee and how, how it all began. And can you share with us a little bit about how you got into coffee? Uh, honestly, I, I had a chance. I used to work as a, a dishwasher in this cafe back in, in, in West End in Brisbane. Uh, and uh, one Saturday, the barista didn't show up. <laughs> really? Yeah, like completely. Right. And the cafe owner just said, Raf, today you're in a machine. I was like, oh, how come? Like, no, come here. I'm going to quick show you how to, you know, uh, grind an espresso, run here, how to steam the milk. And uh, I will help you as much as I can, but you're in the machine. And Straight yeah, in the deep end. Straight in the deep end. Yeah. And from that day, did you start making coffee at West End? Yes. Like. It was a chance. Uh, it wasn't a great day at all. It was very hard. Uh, lots of customers, I'm pretty sure they didn't have a great coffee. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, even more back in the day, uh, I used to drink like coffee with like three sugars. And it was just like, I didn't really know anything about coffee. Like back home, I would drink coffee like occasionally. And uh, I actually learned about coffee in Australia. Yeah, right. But, but it was a great start. Well, it was a great start. Uh, the The cafe owner, he was uh, a really great manager, which I learned a lot from him. Um, he gave me an opportunity because of the situation. But after that, he sent me to a training and uh, he really invested in me. Oh, wow. So it was a good opportunity as well. Wow. So how long did you stay at that cafe for? I worked at that cafe for nearly four years. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, that's, where, that's where actually when I learned about campus he was a big fan of campus. He didn't serve campus at that time. And uh, he was like uh, getting ready to open a new cafe, which he did open with campus. Right. And now he's running like three cafes with campus. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so did you work for that new cafe? Like, How did you then get involved with campus? I didn't work for that new cafe, but when he was setting up the new cafe, he was already sending the new hires to have the campus training. Mm. And then I was like, look, I really want to have the campus training, you know. <laughs> and uh, he sent me to training. I had my training with Paul in uh -huh. Queensland. Uh, I didn't end up working at the new cafe because I was going on holiday. And when I came back, things changed. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had a chance to have the training. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And so what happened after that cafe? You said you were there for four years. What was the next step for yourself? Next step, I, I went on holiday because I was like four years pretty much without seeing my family. <laughs> wow. Uh, just like to add to that place. That place brought me so much. Uh, I've met my partner there. We've been together for like nearly eight years. Uh, that's where I learned about coffee and how to make coffee and appreciate coffee. 
And uh, and then when I came back, I've I got a job at campus at Gasworks. All right. Yeah. So that's when actually coffee actually started changing, because like with the trainings that I had at Gasworks, actually I started one do straight. Now I call it just Gasworks because where I spend most of the time. Mm. And so, how long were you at Gasworks for? And um, for the people that don't know <coughs> Gasworks, where is that? Yes, Gasworks is the campus flagship in Queensland, mm-hmm. in Brisbane. Um, I work at Gasworks for about four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of these, no, three of these years and a half as uh, the manager of the flagship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always used to say that I was lucky enough to work at the Wanduy Street. At the last few months of Wanduy Street, <laughs> I saw uh, Long Island born. I saw Piccolo. And uh, but I was basic as works, and I'm proud to say I was basic as works because I really appreciate the people I work with there and uh, great memories. And that's what led me to, to move to Melbourne. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what you do now, like, and where you're at. <coughs> so now I'm the flagship, uh, the flagship manager in Melbourne, in Chapel Street. Uh, it's, it's quite similar managing uh, what I used to do, I guess, works, what I'm doing now in Melbourne. The difference is like is a different scenario. Mm-hmm. It's a new shop, mm. and uh, I had oh, I'm really grateful to have the opportunity. Uh, now every customer that walk into the Chapel Street is their first time mm. walking to a shop, and I had a chance to to give them the experience that you know we used to have. I guess works. Mm. We used to have the one do street, and I really enjoy it. I'm really grateful for it. Yeah, that's amazing. And so I heard you say a little bit before about home that you went on holidays to home. Like, what do you mean by that? Is it, are you from Queensland or uh, where's home really. for you? So I've been living in Queensland for the past 10 years, uh-huh. but I'm originally from Brazil. All right, where uh, in Brazil? <coughs> from Sao Paulo. Oh, cool. Yeah. From I still call home Brazil. Yes. Having said that, I'm about to become an Aussie. Hey. In the next few months, <laughs> I'm, I'm running, I'm going to my sitting uh, ship ceremony. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm really proud about it. It's such a big achievement. Mm-hmm. Really excited. Amazing. So, uh, did you grow up in Sao Paulo? Or like, tell us a little bit about um, that. I grew up in Sao Paulo. It's the biggest city in South America. Mm-hmm. It's like 20 million people in the city. Wow. Um, and that's one thing, one reasons why I really wanted to move to Melbourne and appreciated Melbourne. Not as many people, but it's such a big city. So mm. much happening. So much options. Uh, I love Brisbane, don't get me wrong, but uh, it reminds me of home. Mm. Yeah. So what brought you out of Brazil? Like what made you move to Australia? Uh, at first, uh, I moved to, to Australia to learn English. Okay, cool. Yeah, I came here to study English. Uh, I remember uh, I did some like English courses back, back in Brazil and I thought I could speak English. <laughs> Mate, when I got here... No, I, I went to Macca's and I couldn't order a Big Mac, you know. <laughs> it was like oh, horrible. And uh, and then I came like to study for five months, but in five months you cannot learn much as well, you know. I was younger, uh, like party, you know, meeting people. So I was like, no, I need more time. So then I, I had a, another English course for a year. It's like, no, now I have to study, now I have to focus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then when I started working in hospitality as well, and working in hospitality was like life changing, like like wow, like completely different from everything I've done before in Brazil. Yeah, totally. And so, you said hospitality is life changing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Um, uh, I I went to uni in Brazil. I have a bachelor degree and everything. Um, 
used to work in the office and don't get me wrong again, it wasn't really the lifestyle. I uh, wasn't really happy. Uh, working hospitality gave me something that I didn't have back there, that connection, like people, different people every day. And not just like customers, but to the team members. Mm. Like I really created like very, really good and long relationships with the people I work with. Mm. It's pretty special, right? That, that I guess, harbour community that you create within a cafe. Oh, yes, it is. It's pretty special. Yeah. And do you think that's kind of the core to a great cafe or what do you, you know, like what yeah. do you see as like the core to creating a great cafe? Yeah, I've been saying this quite a lot, meeting new people here in, in Melbourne. Melbourne's well known for its great coffee mm. and um, I agree. There's a coffee roast at every corner mm-hmm. and, you know, the chances of getting a good coffee, it's it's higher here. But I always believe that consistency and and good customer service, you know, you can have a coffee anywhere. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a good coffee anywhere and you cannot have like the great service as well. Mm. So I really believe if you have those two, like you, you know, way to, to success. And that's what I, I try to do every day. That's what I try to motivate the team, the people I work with to do every day. Mm-hmm. How do you motivate a team? That's really hard. And, <laughs> and I, I'm still learning. I'm still in the process of learning how to do every, that every day and how to motivate myself to keep motivating them as well. Uh, I've learned, like with this past few years, at this position of flagship manager, that you need to motivate people every day, that uh, we need to give importance to the small things. Mm. You know, um, we, we we hire people sometimes with no skills because we can teach skills, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, I always base much in the personality. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance to to meet and hire a lot of people that, like with real passion for coffee that are really keen to learn and that's that's a great thing. So like every little step, every little thing that someone does right, like give it a compliment, you know, like cheer up the person to, to keep doing better. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's kind of cool like focusing on those small things because it's an easy step, right? I almost say that that's the same thing with, with change or weight loss or learning to become a a great athlete or whatever it is it's just focusing on those small things those those basics yeah like like step by step you know like don't don't rush man good things don't come that quick like, uh, take time i like that saying good things don't come quick and uh, it's true it's like it's, it's about investing in people right yeah investing in people invest in relationship um yeah, we come to work every day, but we also have our, our personal lives, you know. Mm. It's not just black and white as well. Mm. Like we all have bad days. We mm. all wake up with a headache. We all have families and other things happening, you know. Work is important. I really care about work. But when you work with people as well, I think we need to manage this side and understand that uh, we are people. We all have relationships. And uh, I believe it's really important to to have like a overall look of everything you know like not just focus like look we're here to work let's work no we're here to work but what's going on what what's happening mm. you know and in that way you can build relationship mm. treating people like humans yeah <laughs> right that's what we should do like like creating relationships it's really important as i i just said before uh through the hospitality through working cafes uh, i've met people that I'm friends, that I'm really friends outside of work, you know, mm. and and that's great. How do you think you navigate that 
life between friends and workers. Like there is a there is a fine line with that sometimes. Is how have you found that? That's a hard one. <laughs> Never <laughs> thought that way. Um, there are times at work that uh, I even took, need to call myself out and it's like, oh, yeah, we you're being a friend now and we need to work. We need to be a workmate. Uh, I think the, the fine line is it's like you hang out outside of work, you have a good time at work. Uh, yeah, really hard. I have to think about it actually. I haven't thought before. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot, honestly, like navigating friendships and workmates and those kind of things. And I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do sometimes find that as long as you've got a clear goal, a clear objective when you're at work, when you can kind of be working towards stuff together, it makes you feel like you can do both almost. But when sometimes when you lose that focus of what you're really there for or the, the goal, the purpose, that's when sometimes stuff gets a bit like murky sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? It, yeah, it can be. Um, I, I like to think of myself as such a hard worker and um, I don't really care what titles and, oh, yeah, you're the flagship manager. But look around the shop, I do everything. Hmm. Uh, I like to work for the example. I like to show to the staff at the shop that I really care about what I do mm-hmm. and I do anything in any other position and I try to motivate them with that. Uh, yes, I have a job title, but we, we know difference here. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have a little bit more knowledge on this or on that, but I can learn something from you as well. Mm. And I always learn something from them. Mm. So I think exchanging as well, experience, uh, you go a long way. That's really cool. It's funny, I've just had a, a little daughter and it's definitely made me think about, you know, how am I going to teach her to be a good person or how am I going to, mm. you know, make sure that she turns out to be a lovely, lovely girl and is loving and kind and compassionate. And I think what you just said actually actually hits the nail on the head way better than what I said was you lead by example. It's so often that I think about kids and just disclaimer, I'm no expert on kids, let me tell you that. But from what I have seen in my very, very tiny bit of knowledge is that kids see more than what you say. Yeah. They see what you do. <laughs> they learn from what you do. And they absorb everything, right? Totally. Like the good and the bad. <laughs> so that's why you need to always be aware of yourself yeah. now as a dad. Yeah. You know? All your actions or everything, mm. you always be absorbing everything. Totally. And learning from it, yeah. And that's the other thing as well. It's like you didn't just say leading by example but also learning by example. Yeah. That's a pretty – I don't know if I hear many people say that but learning by example, being willing to be moldable and change and think about things differently is quite a big powerful, I don't know, perspective as a leader or as, as you're saying, not no titles but – as someone that's of influence. Yeah. When when we think of the titles thing and, and lead by influence, I used to think I had managed before, I was managed by people before in environments that I was not happy, mm. in situations that I completely disagree how I was managed. Mm. And, and now I'm on the other side, I'm in the same situation and I have a choice mm. to behave different, mm-hmm. you know. So... I tried to say, well, I learned something. I wasn't happy, so why would I, you know, so I have a chance to change my behavior and try to do something better. 
I still make mistakes. Mm. I still have to come around and apologize. And I hopefully next time I make it right. But there's always that line, you know, learning, trying to change, trying to improve. Mm. It, it might sound like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Nah, it's not, you know, like we always need to, I at least try always to to watch myself, behaviors, and, you know, do it better, do it different. Mm. Talking about, you know, looking to improve or always trying to develop yourself, where do you see, you know, the future of coffee going? What do you see uh, the development? That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard. Uh, it's always changing. There's always something new. There's always that coffee that you want to try. Um, now and then there's that coffee roaster doing something completely different, you know. It's like, oh, I need to go and check those guys. Uh, there's also technology, mm. which now and then really scare. Mm. Like, oh, you have all these machines doing all these things. Like, what about the baristas, you know? And I really appreciate barista job. Like, some people don't really uh, recognize how hard and how important it is to be a barista. Mm. And... Uh, and the role that the barista plays in a coffee chain. Mm. Uh, I think the future is still like what we do here, you know. It's it's all about you go to a place uh, expecting for a good coffee, uh, for the service, uh, for that, you know, communication, for that benta, for that hanging out at a, at a cafe, in a place where you, you know you're welcome. Mm. I still think that years go by and that won't change. Mm. And, yeah, I, I think... You're exactly on the point is that as as life goes on and as the years go on, connection will never fade. Yeah. People always want connection. I want connection. Sure. I want to feel loved, cared <laughs> for, considered, uh, accepted, all those things. I really do want that. And yeah. I hope, you know, cafes can play a space. Yeah. Uh, having said that, Somehow we're doing things slightly different now in Melbourne. We're having the opportunity to do things that we haven't done before. We're collaborating with artists from Melbourne. Uh, we have the ceramicists. Uh, we have all the business that just around Melbourne that we're partnering up with them. Like that's another opportunity that's creating another relation as well. Mm. And Melbourne is full of that, you know. Mm. And it's great to be part of this now. Totally. Mate, I think that's amazing. I really do. I do think that. Community is the future. I really do, and I think I think that's the whole reason why social media works, right? Yeah, people want to have that connection. I don't know if it fulfills us the way that it's meant to, mm-hmm. but it's definitely leaning on, you know, the truths of humanity, of wanting connection, feel accepted, yeah, feel liked. <laughs> Being very positive, it is. Yeah, it is for sure, and so. You know, you've taken this massive move, right, and you've moved down to Melbourne and you've made this, you know, big leap of faith, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you see personally, you know, for the next kind of few years that's that's coming up for you? Uh, a lot of hard work, <laughs> uh, being patient, uh, things doesn't come fast as I told you. Uh, I still think... Uh, we're building something in Melbourne. We did have a flagship before things happen, uh, but we have a chance here to to build a, a reputation. I would say, you know, that place that people say like, "Oh, I've been to that cafe. That's mm. a nice place. I want to go back there." Mm. You know, as I said before, most people they walk through the door is their first time, and we had a chance to give them their first experience, something mm. that they might 
remember and you know recommend to a friend and and come back and uh, I think that's the goal now yeah well thanks so much Raf for being a part of our podcast we do Thank really you. do appreciate that I just love that idea of you know some of those things that you said I would love just to recap on them the idea of you know leading by being teachable yeah. leading by being example I just love that concept I haven't really thought about that personally and I'm going to really take that on for the rest of my life. That's great. Thank you for having me as well. It's such a pleasure. Cheers. Yeah.